Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, tis the season. Ring, ring, ring. For... Do, you hear, do you hear the sleigh bells? They're ringling, dingling. I don't ding, do sleigh. Ding, dingling. So people should put bells on their cars so that we can hear them. Car bells? Car bells. Just hear those car bells ringling. Ting, ting, tingling, too. Ooh, ooh. Uh, it's, it's, it's the holiday season. Tis. And, uh, and we need to talk about how we, as non-holy day believers... There are no holy days. Navigate this Fuck shit. Fuck you and your holy days. Yeah. That's right, bullshit. Right in man. your, right in your holiday. <laughs> so yeah, that's, oh, uh... I love it. We'll have that chat in a minute. Yeah, well, Dan, after the news, last week we talked about a uh, substitute teacher got got herself into a little bit of hot water. Yes, she did. For uh, uh, telling a bunch of kids that Santa Claus For lying. Fake. For lying to chil- school children. No, actually she got in trouble for telling the truth. About the th- to children. No, because she really... said that Santa doesn't exist, which is obviously <laughs> a very clear lie. <laughs> And Santa. I think it's I think it's it's problematic that somebody <laughs> shows poor judgment by telling truth. Yeah, well, I don't know. There's probably a lot of situations a, that you don't want to tell there are truth. Plenty of truths that you can't just <laughs> spout to children. <laughs> oh, how we protect them. Yes, indeed. And their 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 delicate little minds. Oh my god, I know. Well, here's a a uh, an elementary school principal who is on leave. Oh, dear. Uh, after uh, banning Christmas decorations at her school. Okay. She was new to the school. Sure. And she sent around a memo to all the teachers uh-huh. and, and listed sort of... this. She's really just like focusing on decorations and maybe some activities. Right? Sure. Uh, so these, this is a list of unacceptable uh, items. Okay. According to her, Santa. Oh, right on uh, or Christmas items like clip art on worksheets. Okay, right. Like keep it. Let's, let's keep, just keep it business. Like this is business, right? This is education. Okay. Right? This isn't about like you know, so far. The concept seems feels right. right. I know that you're going to hit me with with stuff that's not right, but like Christmas. Yeah. Like saying, hey. We are a we are a government entity. Yes, and we cannot therefore ta- like endorse religious right s- stuff. Yeah, so uh, you can't no Christmas trees, right? Okay, it's very it's Christmas. It is Christmas. Yeah, it's in the name Christmas tree, right? Yeah, I mean the tree itself is not a Christmas invention, but right. it has been co opted by Christmas. So so okay, sure. Elf on the shelf. Good, because that's just stupid. It's stupid. Playing Christmas music. Yes, okay. Candy canes. Hmm. And here's what she says. Uh, the shape of the candy cane is a J for Jesus. The red represents his blood. The white symbolizes his resurrection. Oh, my God. She believed some Christian propaganda bullshit. Uh-huh, yeah. Because that wasn't... That's not true, but the, but a bunch of Christians have like have put memes to, together yeah, about it. They try it. to glom on to like or uh, yeah, apply their you know yeah, their their apply some symbolism right. to something that's because just a what piece you want what you want to think about when you're eating candy is blood. Mm, ooh, 
I love the blood. I like the blood more than the resurrection. I do too. I, you know, actually, I like the resurrection, but it's the blood part that really makes it delicious. These right. these letter J's that we're eating. <laughs> uh, red and green items. Okay. Can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. Uh, no reindeer. Okay. Uh, no Christmas videos, movies, uh, and or Christmas movie characters. Can you do Frosty? Well, let's get there. Okay. These are a list of acceptable items. Okay. I would say you can't do Frosty because he is a movie character, according to this. And it is a Christmas movie, Frosty the Snowman. Okay. But it's a very secular one. Do they even talk about Jesus at all? Well, in the movie, I, don't, I, think, I think they do. Oh. I think Santa shows up in the movie. Well, I think you're right about that. There can't be any Santa, but did, so that's did out. Did Frosty predate the movie? Did the song predate the movie? Did, did Frosty sort of resurrect thanks to the, you know, expiation of Jesus Christ? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, you, you don't know. You don't it know. Is a, it is a story of resurrection. It's about a, it's about a hat and, uh-huh. and a person made of snow. Yeah, but when, after he melts, he rises again. Oh, right. it's, it's like Aslan in... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's a list of acceptable items. Uh, gifts to students. That's okay. Sure. Uh, snowmen are okay. Yeah. Snowflakes. Just not that particular snowman. Yeah, probably not that one. Snowflakes, great. Gingerbread people. Sure. Sledding. Yeah. Hot chocolate. Great. Arctic animals. And a hot toddy. A nice... Any any sort of boozy sort uh-huh. of nice Absolutely. thing? Absolutely. The kids sure. love it. Uh, Yetis uh-huh. and Olaf. Oh, from Frozen. Yeah. Okay. I'm sad that I know what Olaf <laughs> is. <laughs> and she signed her letter. Uh-huh. The, in parentheses, unintentional Grinch Who Stole Christmas, uh, in parentheses again, from Manchester. It was Manchester Elementary School. Okay. So the unintentional Grinch who stole Christmas from Manchester. You know what? I'm, in, I'm on board with her. She got the candy cane thing wrong. Yeah, that but, one I don't think is a big deal. But everything else? It is a very Christmassy symbol. It's a Christmas-specific candy. Yeah. You don't ever eat that candy in March. Exactly. And so, like, I think that maybe she has a case for it being banned, but not for, like, but she made the wrong argument. blood and resurrection right. crap. Right. She did. She believed some nonsense that she saw or was told. Also, because about. this isn't about that Jesus. This is all about baby Jesus. <laughs> right? Christmas is not about the death of Jesus. It's about the birth of Jesus. So why would the candy cane have anything to do? She's on the wrong timeline altogether. Yeah. That's, that's Easter, crazy lady. <laughs> It's called a candy cane. Yeah. Not a candy J. Yeah. It's a cane. You walk. Yeah. That's how do snowmen... Although I've also been told that it's a shepherd's crook, and therefore oh, it's... Oh, now that's... Yeah. that. But that's what she, how she should have tied it in. Yeah, or something. She just... You know? I mean, she just believed something that was some... That was... I mean, that may be a more prevalent belief than I know. Because I know I those, e- those evangelicals love that kind oh, of shit. Fun. They Nuts. eat that shit up. They really, really are. No pun intended. For breakfast. Um, anywho, the school district has completely 100% disavowed uh, her and this uh, policy. Uh, it's a good policy. No, dear God, no. Elkhorn Public Schools. She's correct. Uh, has addressed the issue at Manchester Elementary School regarding the memo uh, that was sent by the principal. This is an official statement. Is this Manchester, England? No. Manchester no. where? Uh, Ohio. Oh. Not Ohio. Uh, Nebraska. 
Ah, uh, well, Nebraska, you're going to lose that fight. <laughs> the heartland. Yeah, they... I know. Um, it's uh... if, if it were Manchester uh, in New York or Manchester, uh, you know, Connecticut, I know, but here's, she here, might win this, that battle. Like, like we kind of, you know, we're poking some fun at everything, but like this, this principle's right. She's right. She's absolutely 100% right. She's doing it correctly. Yeah. And in a way that still allows there to be some fun and some seasonal stuff that people are going to get to enjoy. Like, yeah. if you go into one of those classrooms and there's a snowman on the board and some snowflakes. Every kid has cut out a bunch people, of snowflakes and they're all over the place. Sleds everywhere. Nobody's going to think that it's not festive and, right. and of the season. Right. It's just it doesn't have specifically religious symbols. Right. It's just that the Jewish and the, and the Muslim kid and the atheist kid don't feel left out. Right. They're all included. They all get some hot chocolate. Everyone can go sledding. Right. If, as provided there is snow. Sure. And if not, there's just a kid on a sled on a bulletin board. Right. Woo! Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the correct way to do it. Right. Although, uh, you know, yeah. If she had, if she had solved, if she hadn't, the, the, the candy cane thing is that's the real bugaboo right there. She fucked it up. Yeah, she, I know. She fucked it up. All right, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, taking us to Indonesia, Ooh. where a new app is going to help maintain law and order. Like a like a phone app? An app on everybody's phone. Okay. Law and... Okay. Uh, uh, available, apparently, on, uh, on Google Play. Uh-huh. Uh, which I looked for and could not find, P.S. I thought I'd found it, but oh. I do not read uh, the Indonesian slash Malay language, and so I was incorrect about about it. Oh, okay. Anywho. Um, Why isn't it in English? <laughs> right? Isn't that the official language of apps? It's the official language of the world. <laughs> Should be default. Anyway, uh, this app called the, uh, what is it called? It's called Smart Pakem. I don't know what that means. Okay, all right. But it is a handy-dandy, easy-to-use, user-friendly way to report your friends and neighbors for her for heresy and blasphemy. Oh, good. They wanted to make sure that they could uh, that they could make it as easy as possible because before it was this labor-intensive, like. Paper, Call a number. You, you have to there fill out. A, you have to fill out a form. Police reports to re just just to report your neighbor oh my for God. blasphemy. Yeah, uh, as you know, Indonesia is the uh, has the largest Muslim population in the world. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they are cranky about <sighs> any form of blasphemy, even the practicing of non-approved religions. They have a short list. Of religions that it's okay to to be. <laughs> uh, sp spoiler alert: We're not on that list. Atheists? Atheists? Uh, no. So really? I don't think so. Uh, so yes, you can't you can't just not practice uh, the religions. Come on. I, I mean, you got your in Islam, your Hinduism, your Christianity, and your Buddhism. I I don't know. I I don't know if you can be an atheist there you or can't not. Just, you you can't probably can't claim you're an atheist. Clearly, well, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Just anything that can be that can even catch a whiff that it sounds like you're doing something against Islam. Oh God! You can go to jail. 
for that. <laughs> you just breathe incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, and and you've insulted if you sneeze and it Allah. sounds like you said the words Allah or or you know Muhammad, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> Muhammad, oh, excuse me. <laughs> and you don't then say peace be upon him. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so uh, so yes, they're wow. uh, so okay. So ratting out. Arming their citizenry. Yeah. Are, are, is, is this app like required to be on all phones? Is this is no, like a, no? It's not required. It's it just be. available and if easy. They want to do this right, right? They got phones have to come with the app pre-installed. Pre-installed, right? Heresy alert! I actually like was so incensed by this that I went to Google Play and I found their little place where you can report apps that oh. are problematic. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really... The problem was that I couldn't find the app. Mm. So I linked to uh, the article that I found about the app. And I just said... And I linked to an app that I thought was it because I looked at the reviews and all of the reviews in English were like, this app is terrible. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to cause problem for, problems for people. Because people, innocent people, like human... This is human rights violations stuff. Yeah. So like I was... so And I found this thing... And so I reported that app, and then I went back and looked at more, and as I went down the list of other people of, of reviews, there was one re- review that was like, hey, idiots, this isn't that app, you morons, this is an agricultural something or other. It, but it's going to do so much harm. Right. So, I the, mean... The, that, the, you, they were also upset. But it was the first thing that comes was... up when you Google that app oh okay or when, or when you when you do that search so i don't know how to find the app i don't oh. know how to report the app yeah uh but i tried right uh, i ended up reporting the wrong app damn but hopefully they get enough like reports that they that they seek out the correct app get i don't somebody know. who can read indonesian yeah exactly holy crap and you know if you can read indonesian god if you're listening to this show in indonesia run away but if you are there, yeah, go to Google, you know, go to another country and then Google, go to Google and, and report that app because because uh, they need to be that literally is like an app enabling a, a, a country to commit human rights violations. So maybe Google shouldn't be supporting the app. Oh, come on, Google. <laughs> psh, don't don't you psh me. Well, I mean, they've been helping the Chinese government out. I know. With some of their nonsense. So, I know. Uh, not my favorite company these days. Yeah. I thought they were the hope of the future, but they aren't. Well, they're the hope of some people's future. Yeah. All right, Dan. Yeah. Um, I've got a story about... Um, it will come as no surprise that the uh, Trump administration uh, is kowtowing once again to uh, the far right... Uh, this time, uh, it's anti-abortion activists who are getting some help and oh, some love. Oh, thank goodness! From the Donald, those people—they're um, the real victims. <laughs> oh, it's just the worst. Well, the Trump administration is uh, and has ended uh, one particular study, at least, and there's probably more uh, that are uh, looking for a cure for HIV. 
Oh, um, they use fetal tissue mm. in their research and their mm-hmm. testing of, of of new drugs that are are coming out. Right. Um, the fetal tissue is implanted into mice, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this unfortunately has completely stopped one lab's all their work to discover a cure for HIV. Uh, they really don't have alternatives no. at this moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's even though the anti-abortion people say there are, are there are other ways of conducting this research, but the scientific community is like. Please show us. Yeah, really? I'm Fine. glad you think so. <laughs> we'll we'll listen to you. Yeah. If you have a scientific Cause, method. Because we're scientists and we, we this is the know. most promising thing we've got. Yeah. So maybe you can show us how to pray about it and it will go away. Yeah. The, uh, the, show, uh, the shutdown of the HIV research at the federal lab. There's a federal lab up in Montana mm. that's like a... They do work. What is it called? It's called baby killing. That's what it's called. (laughs) Anyway, it's a National Institute of Health laboratory in Montana. Um, They uh, initially the 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 shutdown was never disclosed publicly, and has never been disclosed publicly by government officials, right? um, Who have forbidden affected researchers from discussing what happened. Of course, they have. And the, however, their colleagues outside of uh, the NIH um, are ha- incensed right. by this action, and they're taking up the uh, the cause and kind of trying to spread the word. That yeah, this is, that this happened. Blow on the whistle. Um, Warner Green, who was director of the Gladstone Institute of Virology and Immunology. Um, he says this is scientific censorship at its worst. Um, let me get to the next page. <laughs> um, you spend your life trying to do good experiments and organize your science carefully. And suddenly at the whim of some politicians in Washington, DC, they remove a critical piece of your scientific armamentarium. Oh, not a word. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, the, uh, they, people are st- because there's so little information at this point, they don't know how far reaching it is, but there is a general assumption that all NHF, all NIH, uh, research of this kind, uh, is being shut down. And it's really only research that there, there may be sort of a loophole for non-government labs to continue that are being funded by the federal government. Um, to oh, be able to great. continue this work. Yeah. Um, but at, for the time being, they've all been banned from using fetal. Well, this one for sure confirmed has been banned from using fetal tissue. And I think, and this is tissue that's, that that's gathered probably mostly from like unused fertilized eggs or whatever, or is it uh, or, or, no, elective or, abortions? Okay. Is where it comes from. Great. Um, and I mean, if they're going, if the, if, if they're going to, have, if they're ha- already, if they've already been aborted, might as well use them, put them to work, put them to use. Well, yeah. This is like, uh, you know, using, uh, organs for when somebody dies. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is, this can't be used by a human being. So use it for this. Yeah. Use it for some other good. Uh, and just another way that religion is, uh, it clouds everyone's thinking. Yeah. 
That's not a person. Look, yeah, whether, if you whether, think of a fetus, yeah, you, you were going the same place I'm about. Look, and the truth is, even if you object to abortion, uh-huh. until that's illegal, like go ahead and do the fight for it to be illegal. But like once while it's happening, why don't we do get what good we can out of it? Well, because they might benefit. <laughs> they might someday be saved by by research that yeah, you know, this was is what based saying. on a on on a baby. Dan, a baby being murdered. Yeah, but as, but get some good <laughs> out of that horrible, indecent, awful, murderous well, act. No, I mean, no. In their minds, that would be saying that like the the Nazi doctors' research should be used from back in the, they, the scientific community has has specifically not looked at. I forget the doctor's name, but they were doing research, you know, on live people, right? You know, who were Jewish and in concentration camps. Yeah. They don't, you, you don't, we, we collectively, our collective morality says you can't use that research. And well, so that's just stupid. And so the, of course you use that research. And so it's body of knowledge. And so it's the exact same thing yeah. in their mind. Yeah. It would be the, the equivalent because right? there is a Holocaust going on, Frank. It, and that, but see, that's the thing. That is what's going on There's in their a minds. Baby Holocaust happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we hate babies. <laughs> because it's we hate them, right, Dan. Right. There, we're we're. It's not about. There's a, a what, war on babies. Let me tell you what it's about. It's about killing babies for fun. That's yeah. what. That's what this whole abortion thing is all Sport about. Sport shooting. <laughs> Absolutely. Pull. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're. Less than two months old, the Bible doesn't have a problem with it. The Bible, yeah, they should be they should be the ones on board. Yeah, the Bible actually has recipes for abortions. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a true thing. Yeah, look it up. The recipe for a priest to give an abortion. Great. How does it work? It's like a potion. A little dash you, of this. Yeah, I you literally you literally do a potion. This is if a woman here's the, here's what it is. If a woman if you think she cheated on you and she's pregnant. Then you go to the priest. He whips up a cocktail. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where this is. Deuteronomy? I want to say Deuteronomy. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, he whips up a cocktail. She, you make her drink drink it. Mm. If she aborts, great. Right. She cheated on you. Oh. And okay. then you know, and you don't have to deal with some other man's baby. Okay. If she doesn't abort, great. It's yours, and everybody's happy. What if... Uh what about if she dies? Isn't that a possibility here? Probably. But then you just... And that's just what oopsies? Then it's a wash. Then it's, it's all, then it's all a wash. She... Well, that is she cheated on you and uh, the Lord done judged her. The Lord determined that it was time for her to go. Right. It's no longer in your hands here. He he decided. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fascinating, Dan. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, that's... This is the correct course of action, according to the Bible. Right. Yeah. But the no, but the the so conservative Christians. So the don't, Bibles don't don't the, believe that. The Bible, Dan. at least in that circumstance, totally pro-abortion. Well, they don't. They're not going to take that, Dan. They're not. They're not because they they that. don't they because everyone who believes in the Bible believes in some of the passages of the Bible and not other passages of the Bible. Every last one of them has picked and choosed. Uh, or else they just haven't read the damn thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> which is more often the case. I'm going to take us uh, to 
Uh, well, a, a lovely expose coming out of the uh, Fort Worth Star Telegram, I think. Oh, uh, this, this is this is a Texas newspaper who, and they've done an incredible series of articles about uh, sexual abuse uh, in fundamental ba- fundamentalist Baptist churches. Across the U.S. Oh. and in Canada. Oh. And even though it's not as centralized as as the Catholic Church, right. they're pulling the same fucking playbook. What? So, like moving ministers around type thing? 100%. They, no. They did a very an in-depth study. They discovered at least 400 allegations of sexual misconduct. Oh, my God. Uh, in 187 different independent fundamental Baptist churches churches and their affiliated institutions and they uh yeah so and and they discovered a very clear system of shuffling these men around oh my god so literally it's it's all it's the fucking same thing all over they 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 are so afraid of their institution looking bad that they don't do the right thing, and even when they sometimes do the right thing, they found evidence. They found e- examples of times when someone would be abusive. It uh-huh. would get reported uh-huh. first to the church, and then the church. Sometimes it would get reported even to child protective services, and even then, because it's in you know an area where everybody's a fundamentalist. If the per- if the you know oh well he really is sorry he has repented. Right. Boom. Just get him out of there and move him to another another county. Oh, my God. Or another place. Oh it is happening God. all over the country uh, and in Canada. It's, I mean, I guess the whole, the whole thing is that uh, you can't just say that this is – this isn't just a Catholic thing. No. And it's not – and it's – and, you know, Mormons have a very centralized thing like the Catholics. I'm guessing we're going to have – a pretty big explosion at some point of something similar of so, cover-ups perhaps uh it's got to come because this yeah. kind of thing definitely happens yeah, yeah yeah well i mean we already know of a couple cases that they covered up right but i right. mean but i the, mean the, the, that are high profile cases that they were individual high profile cases the, what, what the mormon church hasn't had yet is at the congregation level and it's widespread right someone needs to do this type of expose yeah um, yeah, and put in the work they've done. They've done years worth of work on this thing. Wow, or m- months and months and months. Um, they talk about a 15 year old girl uh, in North Carolina who was molested by a music minister, oh. and then just moved to another church in Florida. Ugh. Another girl's parents had literally her parents stood in front of their Connecticut congregation to acknowledge their daughter's sin. After she was abused by her pastor. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. This is and, and the church consistently shielding these men. It, it is. It does seem to be a fundamental truth about organizations, which is they will more than anything else that you can predict about their behavior. They will protect themselves at all costs. And the, and the way that they right. think they protect themselves. And this is what's baffling to me. Yeah. The, because to my mind, the way I protect my institution mm-hmm. is by 
getting rid of him is by saying, this man was bad right. and we disavow. Right. That's how you protect your institution. That's how you say, you know, this shit happened. But but the, the, the player is a part of that institution. Right. And to, so you protect that that person as well. To their mind, it reflects so badly on yeah. them that they just shuffle it away. Yeah. That they make sure that nobody hears or as few people hear about it as possible. Well, and to be fair, because there have been so few reported cases the general population and people who are actually probably even doing a lot of this don't even understand how widespread the problem actually is. Right. And that they're perpetrating a real problem. It's their instinct to just say, this guy, he's a good guy, and this is the patriarchy working as yeah. well. He's a good guy. He's a good man. He's a good family man. He just has this problem. We're just going to get him out of here. He's learned his lesson. He's told us this will never happen again. He, he repented he and repented. prayed to God. God what, has forgiven him. Why can't you? What, what business is it of the government to ruin this man's life needlessly? This is what they'll say. This is what they say. Right. And, and, and they don't say it to the government. What they say it to is the victim. Yeah. They say, you need to forgive this man. Yeah. The Lord's forgiven him. You need to forgive him. Right. You need to find it in your heart right. to be like Jesus. Right. And not ruin this man, this good man's life. Right. And his family, he's got a good family. He's got, you know, he's got a wife and children that he supports. Uh -huh. Do you want to ruin their lives too? Yeah. And so it's, what is, what will be interesting is to see what the congregations, uh, how they respond to this. What, what will they do now? Yeah. Now that it's out in the open, now that it's been exposed, are they going to bury their head in the sand collectively? Right. And just say, well, it's not a problem with the institution. It's not a problem with this idea of ministers having this position in the community. That's so respect, like, like they got to bring these men down a notch. They have to like, there have to be, like, There's got to be some sh fundamental changes or else the problem will continue and to they, happen. They have to put procedures yes. in place that are that are solid and that are immutable mm -hmm. to 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 get these guys not only not only out of out of harm's way to not only so that they can't commit these crimes again because they right. do. Almost inevitably. Right. If they've done it here, They'll, they're going to do it there. They will do it elsewhere. Yeah. And so, like, you can't just send them away. Yeah. So will these in, will will the Baptists learn as an institution? I guess that's my bigger question because that's right. that's what's important now. And we have some history to, to instruct us on this. And no, they won't. Learn no, anything. they won't. They're not going to learn. They, they, they probably will not learn. Nope. Um, yeah. All right, Dan. I mean, if there's one thing we can say about... People who believe in a 2,000-year-old book and haven't changed it for hundreds of years, uh, they don't learn. <laughs> they don't want to learn. They don't want to change. Right. They want things to stay the same. Right. And you got to drag them kicking and screaming. Like, just to make them stop enslaving other humans, you got to drag them <laughs> kicking and screaming. Just to make them be decent to other people. Well, Salt Lake County... It's the county in which we live. It is right here in the middle, uh, not in the middle of Utah, northern Utah. Sure. Um, this might come as a surprise to people outside of Utah. Probably not much of a surprise if you live here. Right. But it is good news. Nonetheless, Salt Lake County is now minority Mormon officially. 
We made it. We've made it. Five counties in Utah are now minority Mormon. Five? We're the fifth. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake Summit. just joined with Carbon. Oh, what? Uh-huh. Down in southern Utah? Price. Yeah. Really? Yep. Uh, San Juan. Okay. Summit, of course. Yeah. Uh, which has the second lowest. That's Park City. Uh-huh. And then Grand. I don't know Grand County. I don't know what Grand is either. But it's uh, it's about Grand is only like twenty five percent total population Mormon. Now these are the hard numbers that the LDS Church reports. Mm. Right? These are numbers that the the LDS Church releases to the state of Utah to help with um, basically population, like developing population estimates for. You know, development issues. So the actual number so is even our lower. A little bit better. So because that's the number they're reporting, uh, there's a, a there's a Mormon demographer. Sort of, he's independent. Uh, where was he? He is using basically that fifty percent thing to adjust that number. He's saying that the the true number is probably around twenty four percent. Fifty percent. He's saying that like that that are like true believers right. and that attend on. Either a regular or semi-regular basis. So he's saying that fewer than fifty percent of the church's reported people, uh-huh. or fifty about half, right, aren't Mormons or aren't he says true he, believers. The yeah, way, you got to kind of filter them out. They, they're going to be some shade of gray right. with regards to their their belief. Because because um, the Mormons will count anybody who was baptized at age eight. And hasn't specifically gone to them and said, I want to remove my name from exactly. the Exactly. Yeah. So their numbers are always very inflated. Right. Uh, and don't really reflect reality. Um, yeah. Salt Lake City. Uh, uh, um, Martinich is this guy's name. Uh-huh. The independent LDS uh, demographer, Matt Martinich, uh, has estimated that about 40% of Latter-day Saints in the United States are in sort of what the Mormons would refer as active. Okay. Uh, only guessed, 40%. Only 40%. Holy and cow. He, he guesses that roughly half of Salt Lake County's members go to church or roughly 24% of the county's population. Um, he's been uh, tracking congregations worldwide and believes the data seen in Utah matches uh, what he's seen oh, elsewhere. Okay. Um, he says uh, Salt Lake County has become increasingly... Uh, more diverse, uh, housing has become more expensive, and the church has overall really struggled in urban areas. Yeah, and as Salt Lake becomes more urban and, uh, and diverse, and, and diverse, uh, yeah. um, the the church will continue to struggle here. I'm He's, pretty sure we have like seven black guys now. So, <laughs> you know what i I have to say, um, it has shifted. Uh, shop. I was at the supermarket the other mm-hmm. night, and I was like, "There are two black couples shopping in this grocery <laughs> store right now." Oh my god! This is unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's a very white place, but I no, but, but I'm it being is, serious. But, but there, like, are... there legitimately were, and then of course there's the the mix of Hispanics, and mm-hmm. because it's near ish the university, there's also a lot of Asians and. <laughs> No, it's I'm they're they're, st- they're clearly stu- foreign students, right? Right. No, we Salt Lake City is slowly or re- or rapidly by our standards like becoming less white. So that's oh, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. actually we're actually and, getting a a little bit of a little bit of demography. Well, uh, 
wrap your head around this statistic, Dan. Okay. Uh, this year, more uh, ethnic minorities uh, started kindergarten than white kids in Salt Lake County. Wow. Well, great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are um, some very, very interesting statistics that are starting to uh, come out yeah. about our little home. Um, things, This uh, those of you... Uh, who understand the speak, um, this will be a strange one for you. Um, Martinich says, uh, we'll probably see five to 10 stakes discontinued. The stake is like a, 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 diocese, a diocese, yeah, right? In the old areas of Salt Lake County in the next five years or so. Oh yeah. They are hammering. 10 stakes. So what, but they're, what's they're closing down and consolidating, right? So, so many churches. There's a couple or... different phenomenons that are happening. One is uh, you have sort of the rise of the ex-Mormon movement, and people are learning more about the church, and they stop going to church. This is, however, st- while it is it is it is a growing group of people, it's still a relatively small number compared to the the, the church, you know, membership on a whole sure. in the state, right? Um, but what you have is you is you're still seeing Mormons moving down to Utah County, right? Oh, interesting. Or to South Jordan, right? There's a, there's still sort of a Mar- Mormon. They actually refer there's to Mormon it as like flight. a Mormon ethnic uh, community down in South Jordan and in the Riverton area, <laughs> right? Like Mormons. That, oh my well, God. In, in terms of the people who do this kind of research, uh-huh. they actually identify them as an ethnic group because of the way that they coalesce and live in in neighborhoods and the way that they interact They're in their neighborhoods. Easily identifiable by their bad shoes and their <laughs> their t-shirts. They're not actually saying that they are a true ethnic com- community. T- t-shirts under their, their spaghetti strap, strap dresses. Right. Anyway, but they, they've sort of grouped into that southwest corner of the valley. Yeah. Right. And so Mormons will move there or they'll move south into Utah County completely out of toward, Salt Lake County. Toward Provo. Um, and that's why we're seeing this this massive shift. But what's happening, and you can only imagine that as the Mormons are moving out of some of these neighborhoods, the ones that are still that are staying are probably the people who are just like, well, fuck it. Yeah. Like, I, now all my neighbors aren't Mormon anymore. I love these people across the street who, you know, I don't even know what they are, but, you know. They're cool, and I like yeah. the, those people over there. And then now these are the people who don't even go to church anymore. Right. Right. So it's, I think it's this weird shift is probably making it easier for a lot of people to leave the Can church. Can I tell you the true tragedy of all of this? It's getting to the point where even the gerrymandering that they did before is mm-hmm. not working very well. Because, I mean, one of the good gerrymandered districts just elected a Democrat. It was an R plus 13 district. However... Uh, that wasn't so much an election of um, a Democrat as it was a complete and utter hatred of the Republican who was there. Well, people yes. really, truly did not like me a love. Well, let's let, let's not let's not go down the rabbit hole of local politics. But yeah, right. It was. Yeah, right. Like, I was just trying to make a joke, Frank. <laughs> I'm just trying to be I'm just trying to have some fun here, Frank. I'm not trying to get into well, a thing about me a love and and Ben McAdams Ben McAdams. Well, current new uh, new uh, upcoming. Yeah, house, and that's also interesting. Mormon. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. You need yeah. If you want to elect a Democrat in 
to a national thing. He's got to at least be a Mormon as a Utah. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us finally to um, <laughs> a Catholic school uh, in Torrance, California, the St. James Catholic School, where, unfortunately, they done got embezzled. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to sue, though. Because you remember how we were talking about how they protect their own? Oh, boy. Just, this, this is a little bit delightful. Apparently, two nuns who recently retired confessed that they embezzled about $500,000, probably more, right, from this school to do the various things. But at least one of the things that they used it for was a great trip to Vegas where they gambled away a shit ton of no. this money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you got to love nuns at the poker table. <laughs> don't don't you bluff me. I, you know the Lord is watching, right? Well, this is a whole scene in Sister Act, for crying out loud. Right? Yeah. You know, Whoopi uh, Goldberg uses that to her advantage. Yeah. Right? Exactly. They release a bunch of nuns on a on a casino. Do they? Yes. Oh, Okay. I, I, when was the last time you saw Sister Act, Dan? The year it came out? No. Why would I continue? Why would I watch that again? Because it's one of the greatest movies <laughs> of all time. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It's, <laughs> it's so much fun. It is such ridiculous fun. Yeah. That movie. Okay. Well, uh, it's true. The It's all true. That's, that's yeah. what we're getting to. Wow. I love it. So those, those, those nuns watched Sister Act, got a bad idea. They were like, hey, you know what would be fun? I'm get, I want to know. I bet they spent it on hookers and blow. I'm going to guess they were snorting cocaine off of some hot-bodied you know, uh, yeah. Chippendale dancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, grand old time. if you're going to go rogue, yeah. if you're going to go dark, go hard. Oh, yeah. Just get, you know what? Get yourself, just just do it all the way. <laughs> don't, um, mess, don't mess around. No, no. If you're going to hell, you might as well go to hell. You might as well do Hey, you know what'll happen? Re- you repent. Uh-huh. Boom. Absolved. Maybe. Might as well have some fun. Be doing Hell Marys for the rest of your life, but. They were doing it before anyway. Yeah, that's true. They're nuns. <laughs> so, yeah, uh. Like I said, that half a million figure is the low end. That was just what they could find in the books. Oh, dear That God. did not include, like, any cash donations or whatever. I'm <laughs> sure these ladies were just stuffing those directly in their habits. No! Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, like I say, they, uh, the, the church, they, it's funny because the, uh, the school reported this to the authorities, but then declined to pursue it uh, legally. They declined to pursue legal action. What? So they're not uh they're not seeking any retribution. They're just going to let it go. Nice. Um well done. I which if I were, you know, I I wouldn't be mad about it except that like donation like this took education. Like this was supposed to this were funds to educate children. And people yeah. were giving donations to this school for the purposes of educating the children. This is a truly bizarre story. <laughs> what is wrong with these nuns? Nothing. They're doing it right. Oh, God. That's hysterical. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah. The nuns expressed remorse, apparently. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they're going to leave it at that. 
So uh, I think the key here is, you know, we talked about how these institutions protect their own. If you want to do something horrible, join up. <laughs> if you have you, a specific goal, you, you can't just join the church. You got to you got to get into the ministry. Yeah, you got to get you got to get in there. Good. Yeah. You got to no, you yeah. know get your tentacles in to all of the places. Well, and, and that's what's bizarre to me is that it always seems like the 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 general membership. Right. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, what percentage is just naturally inclined to just look the other way? Yeah. Right. And and you hear the bad thing, and you're just like, oh well, you know, the the church is forgiving them. Who am I? Right. The Lord is forgiving them. Yeah. Can't I just follow the example of the Lord? Right. Of God, His damn self. Right. I will follow. The Jesus, yeah, and be okay with this embezzlement. Good Lord! All right. Oh uh, well, if you uh, if you want to embezzle something and you want to tell us about it, uh, go ahead and write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Indeed. Hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, check us out on Reddit. Search for our subreddit. It's TGI Atheist. Indeed. Hey, Dan. Hey, yeah. Tis the time on TGIA to listen to someone on the far right, the conservative, yeah. religious right. The re- uh, and it's mostly just religious. The we, religious. Yeah. Religious have, nut jobs. The nut jobs uh, uh, of the religious world. And so we're going to listen in on uh, E.W. Jackson. And he's, got, he's, he's upset because we have uh, uh, Muslims in Congress now. He's, he's a radio host. Yeah. And uh, and you know we've talked about it. There's there's going to be you know there was a a a, a law a rule against wearing any kind of headgear on the floor of the house. And now we got Muslims in there. They want to wear their hijabs, so they're well, looking to change the rules. What if you had braces? What would you? Are you a member of Congress? Like it's not the kind you... of headgear we're talking about, Franklin. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, uh, our uh, our our friend E W just cannot he simply cannot all right folks i'm still trying to get over this whole issue of nancy pelosi allowing these women this muslim women and apparently other women in congress are now going to start if this movement takes uh root are going to start wearing the hijab on the floor of congress so what are we now going to do we're going to turn congress into a an institution of sharia law I mean, folks, this this stuff is just crazy. Let me so let me let me shake that. I mean, that that's uh, oh boy, Lord help us. I'm E. W. Jackson, your host here on Urban Family Talk. The number is eight six six nine six three twenty thirty seven. I would love to hear from you. What do you think about that? As a matter of fact, uh, yeah, apparently a bunch of women right now they're planning to wear hijabs. 
um, in honor of this newly elected woman who is a Muslim in order to recognize and support her and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, um, oh, and this is also in part going to be, um, oh, what is this woman's name? Omar. Uh, Representative elect Omar. I'll get her full name here in a second, but <clears throat> yeah, well, looks good. the floor of Congress is now going to look like a, uh, um, it's going to look like an Islamic Republic. I mean, really? You know, we are a Judeo-Christian country. We are a nation rooted and grounded in Christianity. Uh, And that's that. And if anybody doesn't like that, go live somewhere else. I mean, it's very simple, right? Just just go live somewhere else. Don't don't try to change our country into some sort of Islamic republic or, or try to base our country on Sharia law. And that is not an Islamophobic statement. I'm not afraid of Islam. I don't agree with Islam. But that aside, this is a Judeo-Christian country. This is a country that's rooted and grounded and based on the, the Old and New Testament scriptures. That's the root. That's the foundation. That's the basis for the existence of this constitutional republic. And, and we're not allowing Sharia law to become the basis of our culture, our laws, or anything else. I, I'm serious about that. We're just not going to have it. We're simply not going to have it. Uh, because it, let me just say this to you, and I didn't intend to get into this, but that's what, that's what, you know, that's what happens when you play spots like that. And I'm listening, waiting to do my program, and I hear that stuff. Look, folks, the threat to humanity is not merely radical Islam. The threat to humanity is Islam, period. That's right. I said it, and I mean it. He said it, and he means it, Dan. He means it. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't doubt him that he means it. I'll bet you that if you just sort of went for the the basic tenets of Sharia law— and you didn't, didn't and you didn't no. use that word you said christian law we want to implement this as christian law mm-hmm. he would be on board absolutely because they are relatively indistinguishable except for minor like specifics of like how you punish like in sharia maybe you punish theft by cutting off a hand instead of by but whatever they're opposed to theft they're opposed to women making choices which is pretty which most pretty basic Christianity, yeah, yeah, sure. Like all of the things that pretty much everything in Sharia law lines up, except for like you don't get to blaspheme the prophet. But if you say you can't say mean things about Jesus, if you just replace the prophet with Jesus, right? Who boy, they'd love it, yeah, they'd love Sharia law, it would be their favorite. Oh, this is my favorite 10. law, top 10, love it. <laughs> so, but yeah, he, uh, but. He's not having it. Well, he knows what this is really uh, gearing up for, oh, right? Yeah. You can't have women wearing hijabs <laughs> on the floor of the uh, of, uh, of the Congress. The U.S. House of Representatives cannot. No. By the way, the the uh, the woman that he is thinking of is Ilhan Omar. Oh, okay. Uh, 
who is a newly elected member of the House of Representatives from Minnesota's uh, fabled 5th District. Nice. So there you go. Uh, it's it's a terror, this, uh, this Islam. Uh, Don't be fooled, everybody. Yeah, I, Much, I, I, much worse than Christianity. There are more hijabs coming. And of so. course, this country is based on Christianity. Uh, Judeo. Christianity. That's Dan. right. Well, only, only Judeo. You, you throw a bone to the Judeo because we use the, we still use the Old Testament, right? But really, not the Jews, not them either. Yeah, just Christians. <laughs> only Christians count. Only Christians count. <sighs> that's, that's that'll that'll be on the red hats for Trump's next. Uh, only Christians count. Yeah, for the for the reelection bid, it'll just right. say only Christians count. Yeah. OCC. That's- so uh, that'd be there you yes, go that's rough uh we had some folks write into us uh yeah got some some stuff i like this one uh this one is from claire who writes dear frank and dan i was a catholic until eight years ago i'm 57 now and have been happily atheist since 49 congratulations wow. uh in 2014-15 i became disabled and was in a nursing rehab for three months that's less congratulations for that. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, uh, there was a lovely African-American patient there recovering from a heart attack. She often carried her King James Bible around with her. She got the bad news that a grandnephew had died suddenly in his teens, and she was badly shaken up by it. Even though I was an atheist at the time, to comfort her, I pointed out the following quote from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 4, verse uh, 7 through 15. It's often read at Catholic funerals where a person has died young, even if they die from suicide. Uh, and I'm not going to read the whole quote, but it says, the, up, the upright, though he die before his time, will find rest. Length of days is not what makes age honorable, nor number of years the true measure of their life. And I think that's a nice thing. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this, is, this is following on the heels of me shocked at learning that, that there are other books in the Bible. That there are multiple Bible books that I was not even aware of. <laughs> in Bibles that people, that Catholics still use to this day. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I was woefully uninformed. Anyway, uh, she goes on. I handed this quote to this sweet old lady saying that when my grandniece had died at age nine months, I had read it at her funeral. After she read it, she remarked how beautiful it was and said she had never read the quote before. What part of the Bible was it from? I explained about the whole Catholic Protestant Bible thing and how the Catholic Bible had these extra books, which had been cut from the Protestant Bibles. I swear she turned pale and handed the quote back to me with a shaking hand, thanking me, and then she quickly wheeled out of the dining hall in her wheelchair. Oh, no. It was obvious to me that she had never heard that there were different Bibles. Isn't there only one Bible, the King James Bible? Why had no one told her this? What kind of hellscape universe had she just entered? <laughs> I had I had really rocked her religious world. I swear I didn't mean to. From, from Claire. Oh, Claire, Claire, why are you ruining nice old ladies' lives? Why are you doing it, Claire? It's so mean. Well, my world was certainly rocked when I found out about it. Yeah. But for different reasons. Dan left the room. He for days. I was shook <laughs> in the parlance of the kids. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I've got a little voicemail, Dan. Play it. Um, this, uh, let's see. 
Oh, this is it has to do with like holiday s- displays. Oh, Cri- yeah. Actually, let's just be fair or, or be real about this. Christmas displays yeah. that uh, towns and cities put on uh, on public grounds. They're so beautiful. And uh, Scott, I believe, is responding to. I think this might be related to one of the stories that we brought up, um, but it, it's a nice update nonetheless. Yeah. Dan, Frank, this is Scott from Connecticut. I just heard on the radio that the town of Bethel that did not want to give the atheists their holiday banner or what so, they just did. Uh, my local NPR station said that they had to give the atheists their own space because they already had a nativity. Uh, so they're going to have a banner that says to the town folks of Bethel and the surrounding communities, happy holidays from your friendly neighborhood atheists. Thanks for a great show. Have a good day. Bye. I love it. And I love the message of that on that banner. Yeah. It's not a, we're stomping on the rest of you and your tradition. Right. It's just joining in and reminding people that there are atheists in their community too. And they'd like to wish you a happy holidays too. Right. And yeah. Although what's hilarious about this is that the message is so kind. And I actually looked it up. It says happy holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Oh yeah, from your friendly from your friendly atheist neighbors. Uh huh. So completely, there's no way to interpret that as anything offensive. Just nice, mm. but the phrase "Happy Holidays" mm-hmm. and the word "atheist" will make plenty of Christians feel attacked. Oh, oh, this is definitely war on Christmas. This is war on Christmas. This yeah. is oppression. Of yeah. Christians, yeah. yet again in these United States, <laughs> they're oppressing us with their existence and well wishes. Yeah, how dare they? <laughs> oh, the oh, silly, silly people! God, uh, we have another uh, email. Uh, this time from Devin, who this is uh, in reference to the you know we talked about missionary work and we mm-hmm. talked about the the ding, the ding dong that went to that island in India and John Allen Chow got himself killed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey Frank and Dan, I recently listened to your episode on the ethics of missionary work and was reminded of one of my experiences from the year leading up to me leaving the church. I grew up in the Mennonite church. And we had a huge focus on international missions, Hmm. specifically to, quote, unpreached people. Oh, okay. Dangerous territory, kids. Yeah. A couple of years ago, uh, I had a part-time gig as a worship leader and went on a trip to Istanbul to help put on a conference uh, for our missionaries missionaries working in the Muslim world. Uh, One afternoon, we were looking after the missionaries' kids while they were in a session and we were doing a Sunday school kind of Q&A, you know, the kind where every answer is Jesus. <laughs> uh, we asked some questions like, what is the most important thing to do as a Christian? Expecting a Sunday school answer like love God or love others. But instead, this little girl, maybe seven or eight, stood up and replied to be willing to die for our faith. Well, mm. that hit me like a punch to the gut. I realized immediately that that was exactly what uh, being Christian meant in the parts of the world that uh, their parents were evangelizing in. Evangelizing people in some uh, some of those countries wasn't saving them or helping them. It was a death sentence. Wow. I told this story to the rest of of my conference team, and they were elated at the dedication of someone so young. 
They were elated that even if converting people in that part of the world meant they would that they could be killed for their con- conversion, at least they would die knowing Jesus and their souls would be saved. Not one of them questioned whether this, there was a better way to help people in these countries or even if they needed their, our help. And not one of them even not one of them questioned whether it was ethical to put children's lives on the line for the sake of their faith. Wow. This didn't lead directly to me leading the church, but it was one of my biggest moments of doubt in that the church was a force for good or right in the world. I still lose sleep thinking about those missionaries kids. Wow. Yeah, Devin, that's some uh that's some hardcore shit right there. That's fucked up. It's not okay. <sighs> what people do to their kids. Yeah. I mean, I remember being a believer, I mean, especially as a t- as a dramatic teenager thinking mm-hmm. Oh, wouldn't it be, it would, you know, I would totally die for my church. Yeah. I would totally die for it. Right. That's it. P.S. That's an idiotic thing to do. Well, I remember there being like something about like the time, you know, in the last days, there will come the moment where you either have to deny Christ, you know. Oh. Or, 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 or die. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And, that's and, in, and, that's in Revelation. Yeah. It's like, it's there. And I remember that being like, like asked and whispered and circled around blah blah blah, blah yeah. like in sunday school and like it was a thing that you think even like the, the kids kind of were obsessing about this idea oh like, and and it was just like and it was it was really fucked up and i remember just sitting there thinking and being like well i don't want to die right <laughs> <laughs> why am i being put in this position <laughs> this can't truly be an either or this is this is a really stupid uh. thing to do yeah, I, oh my goodness. I, here's an interesting little insight. Mm-hmm. My in-laws were, were over and the churchiest among them mm. was excited because uh, apparently, no, this wasn't even the churchiest of them. This was one of the churchy ones. They're all churchy. Right. They're all Mormon. Right. And apparently Elder Oaks had gone to a, uh, had, had done a, a temple dedication out there and he's one of the top dogs of this church yeah and he had you know there were a couple of kids helping with the cornerstone or whatever and they're you know they're dedicating the temple and he had said something about these young this young generation representing the generation that was going to fight in the in the millennium or whatever and now all and now there's a whole group of mormons that are obsessing over <gasps> We know when the final days are happening. This generation is going to be the final day generation. They're going to do the thing. How is this possible? Have they never heard every single generation of Mormon prophets saying exactly the same thing? Somebody always says it. There's always somebody saying this is the generation that will will welcome Christ back to the earth. The amount of willpower that it took for me not to say that to them, not to raise... say you know that this has happened all the time right you know that your generation was called out as that and your grandparents generation was called out as that and yeah everybody's generation is the last generation now <sighs> uh, anyway so there you go that's nutty. that's uh that's just how religion works these days uh hey uh do we have some folks that we need to be thanking oh do we dan what do we ever? Now, I'm going to remind our listeners that this is the month to start. Right. If you're going to be doing this, 
We are doing a, the, our fund drive right. for the FUFRF. We're going to have a representative of the the Freedom From Religion Foundation on the show, I think, next week. Uh-huh. Um, because y'all, now is the time. It is such important work that they do. So we are giving 20% of all of our uh, take for the month mm-hmm. to the, the Freedom From Religion Foundation. So these people have jumped on. Yeah. They're, they're helping out. And uh, so I need to thank two new faithful listeners. Okay. We have Donald and Foot Seeking Lego Missile. Woo! Wow! Thank you very much. Uh, we have uh, two new venerable listeners. Okay. Zachariah and Kristen. Praise be. So thank you guys so much. Amazing. And we have two new beatified listeners, Todd and Annette. Well, praise the Lord and yeah. pass the cheese. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, you guys have all, uh, you, you are not only giving to us to help our little program uh, progress, but you're also, yeah, you're, you're, a, a bunch of your money is going to go to the, uh, to the Freedom From Religion Foundation and, uh, and, and, and help them out. So it, good causes yeah. all around. Yeah. Thank you all so much for your donations. If you want to be a donor, if, you, if now's the time. If you've been mm-hmm. thinking about it, dive in. Uh, literally, uh, you, you couldn't it couldn't go to a better cause. Uh, so go to thankgodimatheist.com and click that donate button. Right. Jump onto the Patreon, become a patron. Yep. Of whom we have one more. Yeah, very, we have very, very important. Uh, our top donor, uh, our Lord and Savior... Jenny, she's uh, she's the best. We love you, Jenny, and uh, we love all of you. Thanks so much for your kind, generous donations. Thank you. Dan, yes, sir. Tis the season for uh, religious holidays. Yeah, lots of lots of clinging on religious holidays mm. because this is it's the winter solstice right sure that's what the pagans were all about that's what they liked right but the christians needed their Here's slice the it gets so dark up in this northern hemisphere right uh, and the further north you get the worse it gets right the darker it gets sure uh and so here we are we're, we're just uh we're just trying to get by right and you need some 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 joy in your life some joy some warmth some light some community so some gathering together some feasting yeah uh and so the christians did their their christmas thing the jews came along they needed their uh their Hanukkah thing. They needed a festival. We got the Kwanzaa thing. Sure. Everybody right? needs a festival. Everybody needs a festival. This time of year. And we, atheists and humanists and all of us, we're not going to be left out, Dan. <laughs> we're not going to be left out. How dare they not think of us Well, <laughs> with a holiday, they're, Dan. They're thinking of themselves. I know. We, I know. So we have, to, we have to stake out our own. It's up to us to think of us. So we've got ourselves some human light. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay, look. So human light was, uh, was invented by some humanists hmm. uh, back in 2001. So it's Accor- an old, according it's to an Wikipedia. ancient holiday. <laughs> but, I mean, you look, you can do a solstice 
celebration if you yeah, want to. Lots fun. of people do. People do. Matter of fact, I was recently just on a whim. I went to the local witchery. Oh. The, the local the, there's a store in Salt Lake City called Crone's Hollow. I don't really. Yeah, where is that? Uh, they moved, so oh. they're on uh, Main Street and uh, around about 39th South. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, and yeah, they sell your you know all of your witching supplies. Good. Your tarot decks. Your uh, your various r- r- resins for for making potions. Right. Uh, literally, none of that's made up. Also, figurines of like White Walkers from Game of Thrones. Not sure how that it comes into it, but it's, it, all, it's all part. It's of all the, part of the same thing. And candles that are giant penises. Okay, so you know, whatever you need. Why not, Dan? Whatever it you need, makes, it makes sense for your own personal witching. Right. But but boy, do they have some uh, some solstice things uh, to celebrate? Yeah, they, yeah. They're they're getting ready. They had a tree lighting and whatever. Oh yeah, great. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's, you can celebrate human light, and I encourage you to do so if you want to. There's no, there aren't many traditions uh, associated with it yet, so right. come up with your own. We'll come up with something. Sure. Surely, Dan. Sure. We can come, yeah, well, let's come up with a thing right now. Uh, you know, we're not going to do the, uh, the feats of strength, because Festivus no, already no, no, has no, that. No, 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 no. And also because the people who celebrate human light, I don't imagine that there's a lot of, like... Hardcore, like gym rats. I think. I think maybe like. Um, I think of. I think of nerds a, is what I think of. Yeah, I know. Like so, us. We, yeah. I, I'm not saying that derisively. You and I are nerds. <laughs> but I think of. I th- well, you could sit around and play uh, some fun games. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm thinking it's a Scrabble crowd. Scrabble, Boggle. Yeah. Uh, you could have like a crossword puzzle tournament. <laughs> Um, yeah, hundred uh-huh. percent. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. We're gonna do it. Uh, puzzles, you know. Yeah. Oh, like actual like jigsaw puzzles. Putting Jig- jigsaw puzzles sure. together. Jigsaw puzzle. I love that. Everybody does. Everybody loves a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, oh, uh, did you see the thing recently? Sorry, I'm gonna go on this tangent because it's so delightful. Some okay. guy realized that there are several that like, you know, the same die cut will be used to punch out the puzzle pieces for different puzzles. Oh, that makes sense. And yeah, so we started mixing and matching them and putting them together, like using this part really? of this puzzle and this part. And he made some really cool creations. No you guys way. should Google it. He huh. made some really fun things. And it's really interesting to see how they can, how they can sort of meet up and whatever. Anyway. So they don't redesign the puzzle every single time. No. Those so- bastards. If you just, so if you were like really good with like your uh like a good like spatial like memory yeah you could just like see that shape and be like oh that goes there that goes yeah, there Yeah you just start there, memorizing all of the puzzle pieces that look exactly the same and you like memorize your rain man the tiny basically. differences yeah exactly you could do that you could but don't anyway uh <laughs> that that's something you could do on a cold winter's night. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, there's all of these things that you could do. But there's also, I wanted to talk about the issue of we have families, mm. uh, most of us. And many of us have families that still celebrate them other religious holidays. Yeah. Even, even if just in a secular way. Yeah. It's important. To say, you know what? Christmas, if you grew up celebrating Christmas for even just a nominal 
you know, Christian connection of some kind, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just a cultural thing. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with putting up a tree and well, here's the thing. Having a, you yeah. know, un- unlike this this that uh Scroogey uh principle. Yeah. You know. Well, put out a little who cares about Santa? Just put out Santa. Yeah, the truth is that we hear atheists uh and non-believers complain about how Christians didn't invent this stuff. You know, this was these were all pagan rituals. The tree came right. directly out of paganism and blah, 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 and stuff. Well, great. Take it back. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't have... You can do all of those things. Anything that you thought was fun growing up, do it. Yeah. I think that that's the key. So, essentially, Christmas Present is, a, giving, is a war on solstice. It's a war on solstice. <laughs> That's what we need to talk about. The war on solstice. The war on solstice. The Christians have, they won that war. Let's just be uh, honest. They won. Uh, they, they won. They've won all the major battles. I mean, all we've there's got this scrappy, is- scrappy group of rebels. <laughs> A ragtag rebel alliance <laughs> trying to bring back solstice. <laughs> oh, we are, you and I are officially nominating ourselves as generals. In, well, we're the first in the rebel. I don't think we're we on can. the vanguard. I don't think we can call ourselves the first, but we. But <laughs> what? But fighting to take back solstice, <laughs> take the back official. That's right. Yeah, takes Christmas back from solstice. <laughs> we look. You guys can have your Saint Nicholas. You guys can have your uh, Jesus. We don't need any manger. I don't scenes. need Jesus. We don't need any of that stuff. That shit's all bullshit. Yeah, but we're gonna take back. The, the candles, uh-huh. we're going to take back the tree. The tree, definitely. That's ours. Uh, what else are we going to take? I don't know what else. Uh, giving gifts, is that ours? That's ours. That's yeah, ours. That's totally ours. What other mass do you celebrate that involves giving gifts? You don't. You don't. So no. shut up. That's ours. <laughs> a big feast. A big feast. That's ours. I mean, they can have a dinner. It's fine. They can have a dinner. But they can't have a feast. I refuse. Right. And I want a feast, Dan. I want a fucking ridiculous giant. I want to be gnawing on giant legs. Yeah. Leg. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of feast I'm talking about. Yes. We're doing hand food. (laughs) And solstice chalices of mead and grog. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it. I think it's a wonderful idea. Could I perhaps maybe just get some mold wine? You can mold, yes. A mold, a, a happily mold wine. Fine. Mead. Uh, okay, yeah. Grog. I like a good grog. A grog is like a mold wine. What about gruit? I don't know gruit. It's like pre-beer. For you, for European. Like, because beer already exists. It's gotta like, be, it's gotta be They hot. were making this weird shit. I want hot. <laughs> is it hot? Uh, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to mull us some wine. We're going to grog it up. We're going to do some, uh, we're going to do some wassail. Please. Yeah. Some nice hot wassail as uh, I grew up calling it. Yeah. Uh, and we're, and, and we are going to, uh, and we're going to have some cramp. No, you know what? Krampus. Is that ours or is that theirs? I'm not sure. I don't, where I don't know. I don't want Krampus. Krampus. I kind of like Krampus. I don't, Krampus is fine. Is it Krampus your style? No, it's fine. It's not cozy 
right? Sure. And I want cozy. I want those little spinny things, the candle and the little propellers. Sure. I want that shit. Well, I that, want snow globes. Those usually have like angels on them. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to figure out how to do this. We're gonna have this to re angels. We're gonna have to re iconography this whole. They don't have to have angels set up. They could have uh, great figures of science. You could have, <laughs> you know, stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> you've got you've got you've got, you've got uh, darwin darwin maybe maybe dawkins is flying yeah. around dinging a bell ding ding yeah. ding yeah oh my god <laughs> what do we top our trees with how are we going to ornament our trees uh they don't need a topper i like trees without toppers yeah i think so i but if you really need one a star works a star they do it's not a little christiany but they don't own here's the, th- the here's, celestial realm here's the thing it's not christiany because i've read their book and mm. i know what the star like the star you a star guiding you to a specific address mm-hmm. that's not how stars do stars don't work that way you, I don't know. You tell me the star that's going to guide me to a specific manger in a specific town, and I will tell you that is not a star. It shone upon that. That, my friends, is a drone. Grotto. There is a drone hovering, and and you can only see it from about, you know, even the brightest one. Maybe, maybe you're going to get a ten mile radius out of that yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's not that. So stars are ours. I'm taking back the star. Okay, we can have stars. Hashtag take back the stars. You could do stars and planets. Yeah, all over that damn thing. A stars and planets tree. That's an amazing idea because you have do the that. balls. Yeah, so you can have planets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stars and planets. That's awesome. Yeah, and then and then nebulae. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. Yeah, you do some like, <laughs> if you want tinsel, call it a nebula. <gasps> oh. Oh, boom, baby. But in clusters. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just evenly spread out. Mm-mm. Nope. Glob that shit on. We're going to do a, yeah, we're going to do a, a, it's a whole universe theme. Mm, I love it. Of a tree. And then you can have like and you can Star re- Trek Enterprises. <laughs> you can. Uh, and I know we've got <laughs> listeners <laughs> with Star Trek ornaments. <laughs> I would be surprised to hear if we didn't have people in our immediate friend group who didn't have Star Trek tree ornaments. You know, I, you and I know, I know who of one person who probably does. Yeah. With, like, no question. I, I'm almost surprised you don't have that. I don't flaunt Star Trek. You hide it. No, I don't hide it. I'm more than willing to share my... Get a tree, <laughs> and you get that up I'm there. not getting a tree, Dan. Get a fucking tree, I'm not Frank. getting a tree. We talked about putting a tree on the balcony, and that's just, like, <laughs> stupid. There's no room. Yeah, we don't want a tree either. You know, but I do love this. If you're getting a tree and go knock yourself out, get the tree. That's ours. Remember, that's a, that's one of ours. Right. So get yourself a tree. But this this universe idea is great. Yeah. I think we overdo it sometimes as a as a movement because we don't we don't know what symbols to glom onto. Right. So we tend to do the science thing pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, and that that gets a little wearying to me. All of the molecules and whatever, but great. Go ahead, science. I mean, it's it is the it is something that ties us together. It's it's actually like something that works as opposed to all of the magic out there that is just pretend. Right. But uh, but I do love the idea of a universe of a tree that's just like representing the universe. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's the big revelation from this. I'm sure people have done it. Yeah. 
Matter of fact, you know what? Email us. Send us your trees. Send us your universe trees. Yeah. I want to see this shit. Yeah. If it's from this year, great. If it's from years past, great. I want to see it. Um, and we'll even throw some of them up on the at, on the the uh, Facebook, Facebook page. page or something. Yeah. So send those in. Um, but yeah, I I love that. But in the end, celebrate something. It's celebrate. All of you Australian listeners that can have do your white wine in the sun thing, I am jealous. Yeah. I kind of want to go down there during this time of year. Have us, have, have, you know what? It's time for you to have us out for your local atheist convention. Frank and Dan <laughs> will come out and we'll speak to you. We need we need out of Salt Lake City air. For, for oh well, if nothing else, if nothing else, yeah, it's uh, it's Beijing out here. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know. It's a, it's a, it is a time where a celebration is in order. So go and do it. Yeah. And take whatever you want. Take. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everything that you find fun about the season. I don't, I don't do a lot of the things, oh. but everything that you find fun, don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of former believers feel guilty about doing Christmas or whatever. Do it. It's yours. Yeah, go nuts. <clears throat> Have some fun. It doesn't matter. Make a fruitcake. It's yeah. None of it belongs to them. Right. You can appropriate liberally. Right. I mean, dropkick baby Jesus. But aside from that, there's really nothing else. It's all. It's all good. Yeah. Even it, fuck. Even if you have a nativity scene, a crush uh-huh. that you love. Yeah. Throw it up. I don't care. Well, I mean, if you're putting Santa Claus somewhere, you might as well put baby Jesus because they're both just as real. Right. Right. Well, I mean, there may have been a historical Jesus. He was not born in some major. There was a Saint Nick. Yes, indeed. I, I believe the Bishop of of uh, Constantinople. I think he was Turkish. It's possible. The Bishop of Turkey, I think, is is who Saint Nicholas was. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know what? I'm googling it. You're <laughs> anyway, questioning me. Why don't we just end the show? Yeah, let's get out of here. Okay. Tis uh, time. We, yeah. Uh, so, if you have any questions or, or comments about how you celebrate mm. uh, the holiday season, write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click on that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, check us out on Reddit. Uh, the subreddit is TGI Atheist. Yes, indeed. Uh, hey, we got some thanks so much. Speaking of our Facebook page, to our intrepid uh, social media guru Mackenzie for all of her hard work oh on God, Facebook, and thanks also to uh, Danny and Sarah for their continuing service as uh, moderators on the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and to Gordon Johnson for the use of his music. Yes, indeed. Uh, and thank, thanks again to all of our donors. Don't forget, uh, 20% of our money for this month goes to the FFRF, so get on that. And, uh, and thank all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Bye now. Goodbye. Human light. <laughs>
<laughs> Shine so bright on this cold winter's night. Ooh, you, oh, wow, a three-way. Yeah. That, that, that was an AAA rhyme scheme. Uh-huh. Great. It's hard to maintain that throughout the whole song. Yeah, you don't want to. It's a bad idea to maintain <laughs> that throughout the whole song. I like flying my kite on human light night. As it takes flight, it looks all right. And I feel quite A lot human. of spite. All right. It's not trite, Dan. 